Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, did you know that I've created just for you a massive collection of freebies that includes my Do Something book. It's a no BS guide for anyone who wants to stop wasting their time today. There's also the Fabulous Day Cheat Sheet, the 25 Ways to Make Your Life Instantly Better Guide. I've also included a 12-month habit tracker template, the Abundant Mindset Guide. There's also the fantastic Your Future Self Workbook. It's a workbook designed to bring your future self to life. And finally, the Vent and Move On workbook. It's a workbook I designed to help you resolve any issue. Right now, all these freebies are sitting inside my secret library, which you can sign up and access for your dreambigmyfriend.com forward slash freebies. That's forward slash freebies. There is honestly so much goodness there. Now it's time to dive into today's episode. Welcome my friends to this episode. This is a follow-up episode to my previous one on the best morning routine. And today we're going to be talking about setting up a really good night routine for you. So I'm going to be sharing with you the things that work for me and hopefully it's going to kickstart some ideas of what you can do. And I don't know if you've actually noticed and I didn't actually make an announcement about it, but all throughout April, I'm going to try to be posting one podcast episode every day. So the kids are on school holidays. I actually love podcasting so much. I love sharing things with you. So I thought I'd challenge myself just to see if I can do it every single day. So that is why you are seeing me more often in your podcast newsfeed or whatever they call that, as opposed to once a week. So I hope that you are enjoying all the additional content that you are getting while I have this motivation and time to do so. So just like there are a few great ways to kickstart your mornings, there are actually some things you can do every night to perfectly wind down your day. Now, a lot of us don't actually take the time to do it, but I sense a real difference in me when I've had like a night routine in place as opposed to when I've gone out really late or maybe gone out with friends, come home and don't do all the things that I'm about to chat today. There's a difference in the way that I sleep. So I'm going to be sharing you the list of the top 10 things that I love to do every night before I go to bed. This is my favorite night routine. I try to do all 10. If I don't do all 10, that's still okay. You just do your best, but this definitely makes me feel amazing. So the first thing I do is definitely number one, disconnect with technology. So just like it appeared on that morning list, it appears in my evening list because I've already said before, our lives are crazy enough without technology and social media. So we don't need it to dominate our minds every night too. Worrying about what other people have said or shared on their newsfeed actually really doesn't matter. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're not going to die if you don't check Facebook or Instagram one more time before you go to sleep you honestly sincerely won't nothing will happen if anything you got your mind's going to feel so much more clearer will all that stuff still be waiting for you tomorrow if you want to check in then absolutely because none of that stuff is going away anytime soon but you really do need to learn to give your mind a break and the best way to just wind down is to put the technology away and I think that we all instinctively understand if we're parents that we don't want our kids playing with their iPads or whatever they play with right until they go to bed They need a break. They need that unwind time. And we need the same. We need to focus on our own life, focus on what's happening around us and give our minds just time to wind down. So bringing it to number two, the second thing I like to do is just generally get the house tidy, just like a quick tidy. So as I've mentioned, I've actually written about this before. I have like these like quick tips. Like I have this idea in my head that I don't ever need to like spend a whole day cleaning. 
I like to just do things in short bursts. So I like to maybe spend three minutes doing a quick bathroom tidy, maybe 10 minutes here and there, or like five minutes. But I never, so I don't ever have to feel overwhelmed like that everything is so terribly messy at the same time. So this is what I say that I like to get the gen, house generally tidy in the evening. I like to do the quickest clean. I'm not looking to get the house perfectly pristine every night before I go to bed. That is not my motivation. That's not my goal. It's just, I like to walk around the house at night before I go to bed. I like to put away anything that needs to be put away. Uh, maybe I always wash the dishes in the sink. Just put things away, flop off any cushions, fold any throw blankets. It's so quick and easy. But I think it just makes me sleep better at night knowing that I'm not going to wake up to disaster zone in the morning. But just like it's very quick and easy. The next thing I like to do is have a warm shower or a bath. So the bath is the indulgence one. Like if I get that in, it is like the best night's sleep coming for me. I never actually used to make this a priority because I tend to just have a morning shower. But I've noticed if I squeeze in a quick late one, especially on like a really hot summer day, or just even in the evening, sorry, in winter when it's really cold, I love a warm bath. I think I've underestimated how important it is for adults to do the same. I think that if you're a mum, you know how important it is to include a bath in a child's evening routine because it sort of winds you down, it gets you a little bit sleepy. And so I like to take advantage of that for myself. I like to unwind and rest in that way. I consider it to be a real break. And as soon as I get out of that bath or I my shower, that is officially the wind down time. So all those other tasks have sort of been leading up to what's coming next. So number four, it's so basic. I actually have to write it down because I have a tendency to forget to do this. I'm not kidding. And it's just to cleanse, tone and moisturize my face. Now, I know some of you guys probably do this without thinking, but I need to be told to do like I could because I don't really wear makeup. It'd be so easy for me to jump into bed without washing my face, especially when I've just had a shower. But I do make the effort to just put on that moisturizer. I've got everything. The weird thing is that, especially during Corona, I realized I have all these fantastic products and I don't use them. So I pulled everything out and I just make an effort to cleanse, moisturize, etc. because it feels like I'm taking extra care of myself. I don't know, my skin, I feel like it's going to thank me for it later on. Now, the next thing I do, number five, is just make sure to hang out with my loved ones for at least a short or long time, whatever I can squeeze in. Last night was a movie night. We had so much fun. So sometimes it's not a movie night if it's a school night. It's school holiday. So we, can, we have that luxury of being able to spend more time now. But you get what I mean. Just trying to spend at least some time connecting with the people in your family or whoever you live with if you're lucky enough to live with people that you love don't ignore them and act as if you're like two little planets or three or four however many you have in your house orbiting around space separately talk and engage with them ask them how their day was this is such a perfect opportunity to like put out pull out a quick board game i think i drive my family crazy with how much i love board games if they agree to play with me i love it but just don't go to bed without taking the time to show and tell your family how much you care for them and how happy you are to have them in your life and if you live alone, you can still do this. When I lived overseas and I had an auntie, like her kids no longer lived with her, but she took the time every night to like call each one of them just before going to bed, you know, say I love you, having a little chat. So you can still connect with others even if they don't live with you. So just remember that you have that option in mind. Now, number six, the next thing that I do is I write in my journal. I do. I love my journal. I used to have a diary. I used to have so many diaries when I was young. I used to pour everything out into it. And now, you know, it sounds so much more mature having a journal, but I just swear by having one. I honestly can't imagine not having one. I consider it to be the ultimate brain dump, whatever I've got in my mind, especially like I've got two journals, one's for my business work stuff. So any ideas that I have, creative stuff, it goes down into my business one. And I use that one every single day. The other one, which is my personal one, I still write down whatever is on my mind, whatever I need to get something out onto paper. 
I write down all my future plans and how I plan to achieve them. I write down what I'm thinking and feeling and where I'm at with things. I sometimes note down everything that I'm super grateful for in my journal too, as opposed to my gratitude one. There's no right or wrong way to keep a journal. It's up to you how you choose to use it. I just find that it's so useful for me. Maybe it's because I'm a writer. I don't know if everyone's going to love this idea, but for me, it's definitely a must-do activity every evening. Now, the next thing I do, number seven, is planning my day for tomorrow. Now, I know I mentioned in the morning routine that I plan ahead and that's usually just reviewing it, but I always take the time the night before to decide what what am I planning to do? So I'm not saying that you need to come up with an hour by hour plan for the next day, but I do personally like to give some thought to the things that I want to achieve tomorrow. So I like to write down my biggest priorities. I like to time block if I can. I like to note in advance when I'm planning to do the work and when is my blank space going to be that I can run an errand if I need to. I need to just give some thought in advance to what I'm planning to do because I find if I don't come up with a plan, it is so much easier for me to waste time or say yes to things that pop up at the last minute if someone's asking me to lunch. If I haven't got a plan, I sometimes will just go with a flow, which is fine on some days, but there's some days that if I need work to be done, I've got to schedule it in. So if you aren't prepared or if you've got no plan, just spend some time working it out. I think it works better for me. I like to have those boundaries set in place. Like this is when I'm going to be working. This is when I'm going to have a break. Obviously, I'm doing it the night before. So I'm not deciding the whole week like in advance. There's some flexibility there. I just get to decide what I think is going to work best for me tomorrow. And I think it's really helpful to me just to give some thought in advance. So for me, I think that if I'm not prepared, if I don't have a plan, I really consciously spend some time working that out because I really think every day is precious and we shouldn't be wasting it simply because we aren't organized enough to make a plan and use that time wisely. Now, number eight, oh, this one is an interesting one because it's something I've been trying to do lately and it's a bit of an effort, but I try to stretch, okay? So you guys know I go for a morning walk. I don't think you need to be a yoga or Pilates expert to give your body a good stretch every night. This is something that literally can take two or three minutes. I definitely am not an expert when it comes to my stretching, but all it involves me is just laying down and stretching out all my limbs, you know, my legs, my back, my arms, my neck, just releasing tension from those areas before I go to sleep. It's such a quick, easy task, but even now, like while I'm standing, sorry, I'm sitting here doing the podcast and just doing a little bit of a stretch. I'm telling you, it feels really good. Just releasing the tension. Now, number nine, this one is a new one on my list. It wasn't on my list last year, but it's going to bed early. So I don't know if I'm sure I've spoken about it before, but I used to like go to bed at 11 and wake up at five. I used to just sleep consistently six hours every single night. And I remember my husband used to go, that's so not healthy. Like you should be sleeping more. And my brain, like even if I'd go to sleep really early, I'd always wake up after six hours. So it has taken a lot of training to get me to sleep through the night. Now, I know it sounds like I'm talking about myself as if I'm a newborn, but I'm not kidding. I needed to train myself. I put myself to bed, unless there's an exception, like I've got something else that I've got to go out to. But generally speaking, I try to put myself to bed at 9.30 just so I can do what I'm going to mention next. So my 10th tip is what I do next. But I go to bed at 9.30 with the view, with the goal of going to sleep at 10. And then I like to wake up at 6. That is me trying to do my eight hours. It took me a few months, but I've gotten there. I actually can sleep through the night again. I can get the eight hours. And I would never have admitted last year that I needed or would have benefited from more sleep. I was so sure that I was on fire and waking up my potential uh, with just six hours of sleep. But the change in me has been incredible. I've actually been so much more productive this year, getting eight hours of sleep, so a little bit more. And I feel like I'm actually working less, but just working smarter. If you've personally ever suffered from lack of sleep or sleep deprivation, 
you know it's a thing that you want to avoid unless you want to wake up feeling like a grumpy walking zombie the next day. That used to happen to me and it was all good if I went to sleep at 11 and wake up at 5 without an interruption but if something woke me up in that middle of the night, especially when we had the new puppies, it just totally screwed up my next day. So how do you get to bed early? Well, for me, I need to set myself an alarm and I'm not kidding. I actually have to set myself an alarm so I go to bed at the right time. So you know how we set an alarm to wake up in the mornings? Well, I do it waking backwards and I work out when I need to go to bed. I know I now function best with eight hours sleep. So I like to be awake at six o'clock. So that means I've got to be asleep by 10 o'clock. So in order for me to go to bed at 9.30, I like to set myself an alarm at nine o'clock. It's normally like when it's like, okay, time to get ready. It's actually become a really good habit for me now. So I don't need it so much anymore. But just always assume that you're going to take some time to wind down and wind down properly and feel sleeping. Now, if you're like me and that you used to sleep not the longest amount of time, like I used to do six hours and I know there are people who sleep a little bit less or a little bit longer, just be open to the fact that you might actually benefit from getting a little bit more sleep. Now, I know last year that I probably wouldn't have agreed with you. I would have said six hours is the perfect amount for me. But only by forcing myself to actually try to sleep a little bit longer have I now discovered just how much better I actually feel. So your mind might not think that you need eight hours of sleep, but statistics have proven time and time again that that is sort of the perfect amount that our bodies secretly need. So just be open to it, okay? If you don't think it's true for you, that's totally okay. I'll always say trust your own intuition, but just be open to that possibility. Now for my final 10th step in my nightly routine, and it is obviously to read. As an author of 20 books, it's pretty obvious that I absolutely love reading. I've loved reading from the moment I was a little kid. And once upon a time, I used to read mainly self-help books for my career because that's what I used to be into. But now I find that I read for pure enjoyment. I love losing myself in a good story. I see it as the ultimate escape. It helps make me feel a little bit sleepy. So unless it's a riveting book, I have to actually force myself to stop at the end of a chapter and just look forward to the next installment tomorrow. So for anyone who says that they're not a reader with a big stash of books by on their bedside table I still encourage you to look for a book that you love to read or look for a style of books so it doesn't have to be from the bestseller list it doesn't have to be a fiction book it could be comics it could be the newspaper whatever it is go and find it you can also listen to an audiobook or a podcast episode if that's what you would prefer to do before going to sleep but there are literally thousands of options oh, there's more than thousands can we say that there's millions of books out there so try to find something that works best for you or that you love to read if that's something you like to do before you go to bed at the moment i'm working my way through all of Kristen hannah's books the lady that did the firefly lane netflix show sorry her book was based on that I'm loving, loving her books. I've done all of Jodie Picoult books. I just now literally read on my Kindle, on my Amazon. I go to that bestseller list or I go to those recommendations or sometimes I just Google best books in a particular genre and I give it a go. I read a lot and it, I find that it is such a good way for me to go to sleep. And if I ever wake up before six o'clock, and sometimes I do, because remember that's when I like to wake up, I'll just always spend those extra minutes reading my book. So that for me is the perfect day. Like, starting the day by reading and ending the day by reading and it's one of those things that I love doing for so long and I sort of let it slip for a bit so just to have it back in my routine it just means so much to me and it just makes my days oh so much more enjoyable there you go that's pretty much my perfect ideal nightly routine I hope that inspires you to consider coming up with your own nightly routine just something to like do in order to unwind every night relax so you sleep better and so that you start the day off on the right foot but obviously having a good morning routine in place as well so if you haven't listened to that episode yet go back and have a listen so as always thank you so much for being here with me you know I love and appreciate you all and I can't wait to catch you in the next one until then dream big my friends Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend. Dream big, my friend.